Blog Talk Radio. Haven't you heard that God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he's not weary. And there's no search in his understanding. He gives power to the faint. And if you're weak, he makes you strong. Even the young men, they get weary. But they that wait on the Lord, He'll renew their strength. And they'll mount up with wings like eagles. I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this Blog Talk platform. This is the Five Smooth Stone Network. How are you and yours doing tonight? Well, I hope blessed and highly favored. Brothers and sisters, tonight we have again the McCrays in the house, and we're going to be talking about current events, current events. That means different events happening in your world every single day all around you. Uh, I'd like to say it like this, really. Things that are happening in your world things that may be happening in your country or your state and even in your city and really, to be very honest, even in your homes. Current events is any events that are happening to you and yours. That is what we're talking about tonight. We want to thank you for your time, brothers and sisters. We really do appreciate our listeners, uh, especially our faithful listeners, listening since some of you have been listening since 2011. And uh, I just thank the Most High uh, for your devotion and your love, and more importantly, for your development and your spiritual 
development and as well as the fellowship we've had over the years. We have hundreds of followers. We like thousands, but we are happy to have hundreds of followers, and uh, we hope that the Most High will bless us with, with more uh, followers because we're really trying to reach people. At the end of the day, brothers and sisters, if we're not reaching people, what are we doing? You know what I mean? If we're not reaching people, what are we doing? We're trying our best to love on humanity, all of humanity, really. And I say so often, you know, um, we, because it's not just Brother Seth. Uh, as some of you know, I've been blogging for a while. And uh, at first it was with just myself. It was myself, I must admit. But then uh, probably about a year or two later, I started bringing on co-hosts more and more. And uh, they have been with me ever since, uh, the different co-hosts. And, and I want to shout out to our co-hosts and thank them for even uh, uh, those those have helped me along the years. I really appreciate them. Uh, people like uh, uh, Victor to Victorious and Brother Yashua of uh, Cincinnati. And I think Victor to Victorious lived in uh he goes by big to the go, but his brother Bobby Patterson. Uh, but that brother helped early on, and then there was brother Terry, brother Yashua, in Cincinnati, and then brother uh, Sister Eliana, and then brother John, brother uh, Pastor Chris, uh, of course brother uh, Purcell Porche, brother Kenwin Castleberry. I know I'm missing somebody, um, brother Elishua for sure. And um, just many people, and I mean, they, uh, I can't think here, but I'm sure I sh- will probably forget somebody, but I just appreciate all of the love we've had over the years. So um, having said that, I just want to talk a little bit about the purpose of the Five Stone Network, because from time to time we get these new people in, and they don't always know because we are so deep in these conversations, I, uh, people don't always know where we're going with all of this. Why y'all talking about spiritual warfare, especially the topic we have so far on the table tonight? Uh, some of y'all are gonna wonder what what are you doing? What, what are y'all really all about? Is this about condemning the church? Is this about condemning people? I mean, y'all talk a lot about what's wrong, uh, but we also talk about a lot about what's right. We talk a lot about the kingdom. Yes, we do. We talk a lot about the the, the head of the kingdom of the Most High God or the Most High Yah Yahweh of Israel. Yes, we do. We talk about this Yahweh. We talk about, uh, we may say Yah, or uh, some of you, we may even say God. But folks, we really believe that number one, He exists, and that He is a reward of those that diligently seek Him. And He did send a Messiah to make our lives a lot more better, and to make our lives a lot more. Um, as the scriptures said, let's just stick with the scriptures. Uh, he came that we may have life more abundantly, brothers and sisters. It's just that simple. And so we're just trying our best as um, individuals just to share things that the Father has blessed us with, knowledge, information he has blessed us with over the years. That is what we are really all about, just regular everyday people with some experiences that have changed their life who's willing to share those experiences with you. That's really it. That's what the Bible Stone Network is all about. Um I want to say this, five smooth stones is a result of five revelations that the Father imparted to me. These 
five revelations came as a result of five questions I asked the Most High uh, in 1988. Okay, so I'm going to go through this really fast, but like I say, some people say, what is the purpose of Five Smooth Stone? What are y'all doing? What are you about, brother? You know, you've been doing this since 2011. What are you really trying to accomplish? So let me just share with y'all uh, what happened to me in 1988. You'll understand why I do what I do and why we do what we do, and then we'll bring on the McCrae's talking about it again. Current events, spiritual warfare, and current events. Brothers and sisters, in 1988, I experienced what we call, what some of you may call racism, a white supremacy, uh, which is the teaching that whites are superior. That would mean the teachings of blacks is inferior at the same time. We call behaviors and, and thoughts and, 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 and speech saying this racism. So I encountered uh some racism I want to tell you all about, but before I get too deep in it, let me just, it all started with Kenneth Copeland in 1987, the year before, saying that the Most High was getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. I know you'd like how that sound, right? I know I did, and more importantly, it is true, but this was in 1987. Before any, I knew anything about, before there was a great movement of Israelites or any of this, this is 1987, brothers and sisters. All right? So when Kenneth Copeland said that, people rejoice, white and black. Again, God is getting ready to use the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. We tore up that convention center rejoicing mightily because of what the Father was going to do with the so-called black man who, as many of you know, had suffered so much. So 1988, between 87 and 88, I saw racism in the church like I'd never seen. Now, I knew about racism in the world, but I didn't know that racism was in the church to the degree it was. So I saw how a lot of our white brothers and sisters, when it's time for so-called black people to get their place or that, that promotion or that blessing, a lot of times if white people, uh, if they're over the uh place uh, over the uh, company where they're supposed to get that raise or maybe some black people entitled to some money or whatever, whatever it is that's going to empower so-called black people. I've noticed something that a lot of our white brothers and sisters do within the church we're talking about right now, not society per se. Everybody know about racism in society. So here's something I found that church folks do. What they would do is they would say to a lot of these so-called black people, and I say so-called because, you know, in this network we do not recognize people as a group of people based upon color we say it but we really think it's a social construct and we want to do our part in destroying the social construct struck by saying so-called so a, a lot of times what I, I again when i say white i even if i forget to say so-called just know I'm, i don't believe in whites as a group of people we just because we say it don't mean the father actually acknowledge it so they will say this to so-called black people. God is getting ready to do this for you. God is getting ready. Oh, you know, so-and-so, you really have your uh, uh, gifts of the spirit. Uh, Brother Jamal, if I can use that name, they'll say, oh, I can see the hand of the Father all over you. You're really going to one day lead us 
uh, 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 they'll even put themselves down sometime and say, you gonna one day you're going to leave us white people. One day you're going to show us the way because God's hand is all over you, brother. Ooh-wee. They'll they'll gas you up or, or lift you up, but just to keep you back, okay? So when Kenneth Copeland in 1988 said the same prophecy again that the most high is getting ready to lift up the black man and the first is going to be last and the last is going to be first again people rejoice but i didn't the reason i didn't because of what kenneth copeland said next he said that then he said this i have something to tell you black people and when i tell you you're going to tear up this convention center something along the lines you're going to really rejoice or you're going to just, you know, he was just basically saying we was going to just pretty much just shout like crazy. So because he said that, I perceive this as more like a tease. And so after I experienced this this delay, where they delay your blessing, I was not hearing Kenneth Copeland uh, after that pretty much. I was very upset at those at that, at that word, that, again, those two things. He said, God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. The first is going to be last and last is going to be first. And then he said, I have something to tell you, black people, but I just can't tell you right now. Now, you have to understand the mind, mindset of a lot of us that attended those conventions. We really respected Kenneth Copeland as a man of the Most High. We felt like he would just, you know, you know be a mouthpiece for the Most High. That's, what, that's the way I thought of him and a lot of other ministers as well. I went home that night brokenhearted, and I cried out to the Father, not with tears but with my heart. Because I, I just had saw a lot, not just there at the church, but in society I saw racism. And then this new racism I saw in the church brought me to my knees. And I asked the Father five questions. I want you all to listen real quick. I'm going to talk real fast so we can bring them to crazy. But uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor uh, Cassandra just know I do this every ten shows. And so I'll rush to it, okay? But I have to do this like every ten shows so we get new listeners all the time. So I asked the Father What's with him using the black man? What's with him using the black man? Are these people toying with us? Uh, what's with you using the black man, Father? It just don't sound right. It don't sound right, do it, brothers and sisters, that the father would use the black man. I mean, the father don't care about color. Plus, color is a social construct. Now that I'm looking back, I didn't know it at the time. But why would he use a black man because he's black and it was something invented? He used people based upon their character, not their color. So anyway, that was one thing I asked the Father, what's what you use in the black man? Another thing I asked the Father is, can I understand the book of Revelations? Can I understand the book of Revelations? I said, Father, I don't want to rely on people like Hilton Sutton, Hal Lindsey, or Roberts, Kenneth Hagen, uh, Lester Sumrall, none of these people anymore. I'm done with white men, really white people where it relates to us as a people, I didn't trust them. Now, I'll still listen to them teach on, uh, 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 like the book of Revelation, whatever, but I just felt like the Father can show me like he showed them. So I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I know wanted to just exclusively, is what I'm trying to say, trust these men, okay? I was leaning too heavy on them, brothers and sisters. And I asked the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation that I, and that I no longer trust these men uh, because they have something against our people. See, this is what I had to learn, brothers and sisters, that a lot of our so-called white brothers and sisters, they may love you just like some of us in relationship with people love us, but they don't always do us right. 
There is a weakness, though, that a lot of our white brothers and sisters have because of this racist system we live in. What I'm trying to say is they, listen to me very careful. There are people, and I do believe they're born again. People say, oh, they're not even saved. No, I think they are born again. And they love the Father, and I think they love us as best they know how. But they are raised in a system that pretty much almost teach that we're not even, that we're not their equal. So what happens is they are reluctant to say things that uplift the so-called black man, the black woman, the black family, black nations, so-called. They are reluctant. So if you want to hear something that's pro-so-called black people or something great about us, you have got to go outside of the United States. You're not going to get in this in this education system. I don't care if you're a Ph.D. You're not going to hear no glory about Africa. And when you do hear it, it's going to sound like racism because of the way we've been brought up. So I asked the Father, could I understand the book of Revelation? Then I asked the Father, well, don't y'all listen to this. I say, Father, I, what's going on? What's going on? I can't trust ABC, NBC, CBS, because these same white males run this these networks, I can't trust them. And I really meant white people. I keep saying white males, but I really meant white people. Now, this wasn't a time Brother Seth started hating. I just started learning that people have weaknesses, just like so-called black people. There's some things I don't trust so-called black people with. Not every single one. There's always exception to the rule. Please don't let me have to say that again. There, there are exceptions to the rule. But I'm talking about the bulk of people. You have to be very careful listening to so-called black people talk on certain things because there's certain lies that they buy into and there's certain weaknesses that they have and there's certain things they can do better as a people because they bought into certain narratives. So different groups of people have bought into certain narratives. Again, always exception to the rule. So I do listen to white males talk about anything or white people talk about anything, but when it comes down to talking about so-called black people, I get very leery. Just like when black people talk about finance, I'm a little leery because they're new to money. They're not they're not old money. A lot of times they're not used. A lot of, it's just me. It's just okay. I just black people. They're not perfect. There are certain things they're struggling. So anyway, I asked the father, "What's going on in our world? I hear there's there's wars uh, that have been planned as far out as thirty years. Uh, I hear there's some called a secret society. What is that?" I mean, why they're, back then it was called New World Order. And I said, what's with this New World Order, Father? And I said, I just don't trust the news. I don't think that uh, they're telling us what's really going on. Because I kept hearing things and hearing things. And I'm like, I didn't hear that on the news. And I, I did see how the news was partial and how when something is black, they'll see a black man. And when something was white, man, everybody knows this, this trick. When something's a white man, they oftentimes won't tell the color. And that's it's universal everywhere you go. And I'm like, you know, I don't trust the news. So what's really going on? What's with this secret society? What's with wars planned? Why would people plan wars 30 years in advance and, you know, fake news? And I asked the father that, brothers and sisters. And another thing I asked the father, again, five questions that translate into five topics or five messages that I call the five smooth stones. Here they go. Number four was, Father... I don't care what color people were in the Bible, and I prayed this prayer, just like I'm telling y'all. I let him know I didn't care what color people were in the Bible, that I did think the Messiah was white, but I'm getting people uh, laughing at me and, and, and people saying that he was black. 
I said, what's with that? And then I didn't really, I didn't really believe that, y'all. I just then I asked this question. I said, were there any blacks in the Bible? Now this is what I thought the Father would do for me. I thought he would show me blacks in the Bible, like I heard about uh, Simeon, that character, Christ carried the cross. I thought he would show me more people like that, blacks in the Bible, like that. And then when I preach on this, I can talk about, here you are, uh, when I talk to the different ethnic groups all over the world, I can say, here you are in the Bible over here, here you are in the Bible over here. That's how I thought the Father would give it to me. All right, and, But I did ask him, were there in the Bible, anybody in the Bible that looked like me? The last question. I don't know if it was last. I don't know about this order, y'all, but I do think this was last. And I do think I got the first and the last one right, but I don't remember how the other order was. But I asked the Father, could I see the world? Could I see the world? Could I travel the world? I did not trust these people. I don't trust America. I don't trust America's version of, of everything. I want to hear from other people. Now, y'all kind of understand why, how, why I say some of the things I say, but those are the five questions. All right, in a nutshell, the answers are, are goes as follows. Number one, the father isn't using a black man because he's black. The father is using a black man because what he is bringing forth in these latter days, a lot of our white brothers and sisters simply isn't going to want to talk about. It's just that simple. They're not going to want to talk about it. I say they're not going to want to talk about it, and there are always exceptions to the rules. There are some white pastors that's willing to say whatever the Father is saying, so that's why they are thriving and doing well. But if you notice in our country, we have a slew of uh, young black ministers, so-called black ministers, popping up all over the place with, um, hold on, y'all, get a little bit, uh, with uh, oftentimes a lot of white people that follow them. Yes, 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 they're popping up all over the place. Now, I know some of y'all been wondering, what is going on? Well, listen, I'm about to tell you a little bit of it right now. So the father is not raising up these people because they're black. He's raising them up because what he's getting ready to share, a lot of our white brothers and sisters aren't going to want to talk about it, such as so-called black Israelites and a lot of the glory of Africa and a lot of things he's doing. And, and you're not going to be able to get a lot of this in the churches because the churches are too much in the bed. The so-called black churches or black pastors is too much in bed with white supremacy. So you're not going to get a lot of this stuff in churches because our churches are swimming in white supremacy. It's just that simple. That's why Kenneth Copeland and other ministers said that God is going to use the black man because a lot of our white brothers is not going to want to talk about it, and a lot of our black churches are not going to want to talk about it because they're too close to white people in an ungodly way. They worship them, or they, or they have them too high up. I can't say worship, but they, they, they listen too close to a, a, a lot of the, uh, even the Christian networks, you know. Uh, Christian networks, I was talking to about Pastor Ronnie earlier today. I, I thank the Father for them. They have brought very many blessings in my home. They've helped me to uh, get a hold of healing and all types of things. But they have their weaknesses. Yes, they do. Again, different people buy into different scenarios. So that's why the Father's going to use a black man, not because he's black. And the second question was, um, can I understand the book of Revelation? Of course, you know the answer to that was yes. And that's why we think of America's Babylon and a bunch of other things that goes against a lot of these same networks I just mentioned because, again, we we see that it meets the criteria set forth in Scripture. As far as the news, um, what's going on, I can't talk about that, and, 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 and it's too much information. I can just say this, that there's a something when the, we say the New World Order is real, it's mimicking the kingdom of God. It is its rival. It is the only rival. There's only a, there's only a war against the kingdom of the Most High, Yah, 
Yahweh, and the New World Order. Everybody else is just wannabes. This, these people run everything on this realm because we have given our wheels over to Satan and that makes him the God of this world, and his hand upon the earth is the New World Order. And as far as blacks in the Bible, it's not blacks in the Bible here or there. That whole Bible is full of dark-skinned people, not olive-colored people, very dark-skinned people. We talk about that. Okay, and of course, can I see the world? Of course, that would be yes, and 24 countries later, I sit before you in sharing. So here are the five topics that come out of those five questions. Those are some quick answers, but here are the five topics we talk about the most on this network. Number one, we talk about uh, the New World Order. Yes, we do. What that means. I did a lot of shows on that, and we don't talk about these days as much, but we do talk about the New World Order and what they're doing. Number two, we talk about something called white supremacy. In a way, you guarantee you never heard it because I believe it's a philosophy and not a people, and we all practice it. We talk about something called Bible leprosy. A lot of people say, well, Brother said that what you said is true about blacks is the, the Bible's full of dark-skinned people, but where do white people come from? That answers that question. It's called Bible leprosy. And but leprosy of the scriptures has nothing to do with the leprosy. A lot of y'all thinking in your head uh, is it, it, uh, a type of leprosy. One type of leprosy is simply white skin. And then I will do this because this is the most controversial thing we talk about here on the Five Suits on Network. And because of it, I will say this about leprosy quickly. If leprosy is what you think it, uh, you think it is in your head right now, some of you, here's two scriptures that I call roots. A roots is some you can see clear that will make me look like I got some sense until we can get around to this teaching. So until we get around to this teaching, here's two roots you can chew on. If leprosy is what you think of in your head, why does the Bible say this in Leviticus 1? When a man shall have in the skin of his flesh a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, he is to be taken to the priest. Now, you may say a rising and a scab. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's leprosy, man. That, that ain't no white skin. Why does the third thing he say if you have a bright spot? If you just have a bright spot. I said if you just have a bright spot. A, li- a rising, a scab, or a bright spot, you to be seen by the priest because those people was dark skin. They wasn't the color of the bright spot. They were dark-skinned. That's one thing. Just chew on that one. You should be able to see that pretty clear. Here's another one you can chew on, and you should should be able to see even clearer than that. Leviticus 13 and 13 talks about whatever this is, leprosy, that I think is a type of leprosy. One type of leprosy is just simply white skin. I submit to you that. Now, here is a scripture I think that shows that. In Leviticus 13 and 13, it says that it's spreading. Whatever this is that we call leprosy, it says spreading. And it says when it covers your whole body, then you accept it. You can go among the people. If it soars like you think it is, how does how much sin does it make for your body to be covered with from t- sores from head to toe, and now you accept it? If it soars like you think it is, why would you be covered from head to toe? You're clean. See, to me, you'd be clean or more accepted if you just have one sore. So all that was is vitiligo in Bible days when they was covered. It even says it, brothers and sisters, what makes it so clear. It says all turn white. It, is, it literally says these words, and it is all turn white. So I don't think... Leprosy in the Bible and leprosy of today is the same thing. It does talk about raw flesh appearing. That just simply means when a certain patch of of that white skin is not covered and you can see through it, the reddish white, like your hand, like like inside of your mouth, 
that's reddish white. Your hand is reddish white. It's just not covered. But when it's all white, you're clean. You're accepted because you're all turned one color. The Father wanted us either one one way or the other. Don't ask me why. That's what he did. The last thing we talk about is the kingdom of the Most High. Yeah, brothers and sisters, appreciate your time listening. I'm going to go ahead and go to the phone lines. Um, that's it. Take it or leave it. That's what we talk about. And the last thing we talk about, which I did mention, is the kingdom of God. Kingdom of God kind of is what we're talking about tonight, the kingdom, his authority, his power, his Christ, his Holy Spirit. All of that is the kingdom of God. We talk about that the most, which is a solution. Again, those are the five smooth stones. All right? Of course, we talk about everything under the sun, but we talk about those things the most. All right, let's bring up a crazy. Go ahead and bring on the McCrae's, brothers and sisters. Appreciate your time. We have to do every 10 shows. Okay, area code 817. Uh, let's see here. 528, uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra McCrae. Your line is open. Welcome to, to the show. Welcome back. Welcome, my brother. How are you doing tonight? We're just listening to you uh, 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 explain the five smooth stones, and we are honored again to have uh, the airwaves that you've chosen us. So we uh, we are honored. We uh, we we, uh, we think and we praise God for uh, for your ministry, and we just want to just say thank you again. Dave, you got something to say? No, I'm just very glad to um, be here to be able to talk about um, some of the things that we're going to be talking to talking about tonight uh, related to spiritual warfare and uh, the current events. Um, um, the list of items that you sent to us were uh, uh, very um, important topics, but also they're thought-provoking, especially as they relate to the Word of God. So it's always good for us to apply the word of God with what we see happening in the earth today. So I'm very glad to be a part of that uh, conversation tonight. Thank you for having us. Well, yes, yes. And, again, tell everybody how they can find more uh, teachings about you, the two of you, and then we'll get right into it. Well, we are on uh, Facebook and YouTube. We are under Miracle Faith Outreach Center Church. That is our ministry, and we are a ministry that believes heavily in miracles. And we fight every day uh, based on the scripture, Mark sixteen seventeen. and these signs shall follow them that believe. And we are those individuals who believe that we are able to do the things that Jesus did because that's what he said, and greater shall we do. And so we go out and we exercise those things. And so all we have to do is be obedient, and it's up to God to do the rest. So if we go and we do these things in faith, lay hands on the sick and have them to recover, it wouldn't be so many sick people in the world today. So you can go and find information on our ministry uh, on uh, Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Faith Outreach Center Church, or you can put in hashtag MFOCC and find uh, information on the church. Also, myself, kind of like Seth, um, God let me 
to start doing a show and to host a show. It's called the RPM Show, and you can find a lot of my videos on Facebook under the RPM Show. RPM stands for Religion, Politics, and Money, and these are the things that we're told in polite society that we should not discuss. But what it has done is left us ignorant because we have not discussed these things. So uh, God gave me revelation. He had me to go through a series that was called uh, Know Thy Enemy, which consists of uh, like 89 short videos about uh, looking at what represents the, uh, the enemy in this world today all the way back from the beginning in the Garden of Eden. So we have to be able to recognize our enemy because that's the only way that we're going to be able to fight against them. Too many times, just like um, you were saying earlier, we find ourselves in bed with the enemy. Now, I don't, con- I don't constitute the enemy as a white man or any of those titles that, because it's black men and, and evil and wickedness comes in all flavors. So we've got to be careful about uh, pinpointing a certain color of people because there are just as many people who look like us that will mislead us and deceive us, and they're all working for the same enemy. So he led me to do that. <clears throat> and so my show is called The RPM Show. So um, hopefully, you know, if people are brave enough to, to be able to listen <laughs> to those things and then to have clarification and uh, confirmation from the word of God, that's what I did each and every day all through co- the, the whole COVID thing and tw- from 2020 up until uh, just a few months ago. But, of course, uh, with everything that's going on, I have been instructed to get back to it. Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah was one of the things that I went through, and then God's telling me now to go through the book of Joshua. And so that's the thing that I have to do because every time he takes us, we'll see something that's happening in the world today that's related to the very things that we're talking about. But now I can clearly see, like you were talking about asking God to be able to see what is in the the earth today, what's going on in the world today. He has opened our eyes, and I think that's what the year of 2020 was supposed to be about, opening our eyes to seeing things that were going on in the world that we were never aware of, and now we can't close our eyes again because we see way too much, and the Bible talks about the relationship that we have with God and how because we are in relationship with him that he will open up the mysteries to us, and I believe that that's what he's doing today. Powerful, powerful, powerful. That was good. That was good. Well, listen, again, I want to welcome you all, the both of you, and I'm going to turn over to you. I just want to say one little thing. I appreciate you saying that about the so-called white man. Uh, I know you all are kind of new to the show, but you got to understand this. My brother Seth, I have been preaching forever in a day that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now, we do buy into social constructs. What about, By that I mean if you go outside and say, what group of people can dance? Uh, what group of people is good at sports? What group of people is uh, tell you how to speak their mind? It's very few people gonna get that wrong. They're gonna say black people because black people about to a social construct. Not all black people. There's always exception to the rule. There's always exception to the rule. There's always exception to the rule. But what I mean is a certain kind of mindsets we have as people, and we and because of these social constructs straight from Satan, we buy we, we limit ourselves 
And so what happened is uh, 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 Pastor Cassandra and Pastor uh, uh, Ronnie, what we do is we limit ourselves. And so what happens is a lot of our white brothers and sisters have these preconceived ideas. I mean, the 60s and the 50s was not a myth. That really happened. People really did do those things. How did they get to do them? Because the people bought into lies. Not everybody believed those lies. Not everybody was doing what they was doing. They believed certain lies. Just like black people believe, young boys think I'm a rapper. I'm a rapper, and they work on it. They work on it. They think they're not a rapper. They're not a good rapper, but they keep trying. They keep trying. Everybody laugh at them. Stop the rapping. Boy, you horrible. They keep on trying because they feel like I'm black. This is what we do. Next thing you know, they're a good rapper. Well, was it, did they get that DNA? No, they worked at it. But they think, black people think, I'm supposed to be able to sing. I can sing. No, you just told you can sing. Everybody black can't sing. Everybody black can't bounce the ball. But we buy into these. So that's what the Father showed me, that a lot of our white males, they struggle. You say, if you want to say, you go down to TBN, Daystar, they ain't putting them no white black image. They don't care what the Father showed them. It's not going to happen. That's what I mean by people buying to search it. Now, are they bad people? Of course not. Are we bad people? Of course not. Are our young men that buy into the whole rap thing? No, we're just people, but we buy into lies from Satan. So you look up and you got a, you got a million people literally going around and you got Jim Crow created. Lies, water fountains, crazy stuff. We go through all our people suffer. Because the lies people believe. Are they the enemy? No. It's the lies. It's the lies. So I appreciate you pointing out that it's truly we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I just want to say that one little piece there. But the show is in y'all's hand. Again, current events tonight, brothers and sisters, with the McCrays. I sent this early to y'all. It said the Sunday night, this Sunday night, the title is Spiritual Warfare and Current Events. What creates current events around you? I asked that question. Did you know that all behavior starts in the intangible realm with thoughts? These thoughts are influenced by spirits, not white man. These thoughts are influenced by spirits, good and evil. Also, some events are planned years in advance. Some are even staged. Folks, the time is now to know the Father like never before. Not just because of the lies, deception, and ignorance, but also because of the truth we think we know and the success we think we have. Brothers and sisters, the truth is often stranger than fiction. Tune in Sunday night, and here we go with the McCrays. Go right ahead. You have the floor. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, we just didn't hear that last thing. Are you um, calling us in? Yeah, I was just saying tune in Sunday night, and, and now we have the McCray. So y'all go right ahead. The floor is in your hand. Okay. Well, we know that you sent us a list of, of, of possible topics and everything, the things that were pressing to you, and a lot of the things that we saw on there were also pressing to us. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, Pastor Ronnie picked the topic. <laughs> I'm going to throw him under the bus. <laughs> no, but he picked this first topic to start out with because we can see how prevalent it has become. And, and if you are not in this situation, a lot of the times you will not see how prevalent, how much it is being pushed 
and you won't go out there and seek the reasons why. And the questions we need to be asking ourselves is who, which is one and one of the, the things that you were talking about, who is pushing this agenda? Yeah. And the other question is why they're pushing this agenda, right? And the other one is, and who is being targeted? Yeah. Who is being targeted? And so that's the main thing. And I notice this all the time because, like we said, we've been discussing, we talk about these things, because we ask God, if you believe in God and you believe that he wants you to know the things you need to know to be uh, uh, effective in the, in the uh, ministry and in the, in the kingdom of God today, then you will be brave enough and bold enough to ask him to show you things. And the thing that he shows us, you better be ready for it. And so that's the thing, and that's the reason we've chosen this topic. And it may seem like we are beating a dead horse. Why do we keep talking about this? There are so many other sins to talk about, but none of them are being pushed and promoted by and supported by the government by businesses and corporations, by uh, the education system, right, higher places of higher learning, and uh, the schools in general. And we can add to that churches. Because when you look at all these things that we are talking about, and a lot of the things that we talk about most people don't want to talk about because when it comes down to it, they have, they have covered it, covered all of the, the deviance that they're doing under a political ideology and calling it a, a political leaning, whether it's right or whether it's left. And that's not it at all. We need to understand who is doing it, what is being done, and to whom it's being done so that we can fully understand whether or not we don't ever have enough information to make the right decisions about a lot of the things that are going on in the earth today. And one thing I will agree with you on is about how much we seek knowledge from who? The media? These are not people who are educated or have enough wisdom or have any more wisdom than you or I. And yet, Everything that they say and the words that are given to them are fed to them by one or two entities, and those entities being uh, news outlets, right, like or Reuters, right, and Associated Press. So if everybody's getting their news from these same two agencies, what have these agencies become? These agencies have become the all in all. Right? So we've got to be careful about who we are listening to. And when we listen to any other voice other than God, we are going to find ourselves in trouble because every other voice other than God is showing us that it's of another spirit. It's not the spirit of God, so it can only be the spirit of Satan. It can only be a demonic spirit, all stemming from Satan. So what we are going to focus on tonight is sexual immorality. Sexual immorality. 
in particular when we're talking about homosexuality and lesbianism. So, you know, uh, for some reason, you know, the, 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 the topic lesbianism was pulled out of that, but we're saying, well, why would we focus on lesbianism and not homosexuality as a whole? Because homosexuality, meaning the same, being with the same sex, falls into both categories, males and females. So they need to be addressed. And so we want to talk about that topic tonight, and we want people to be able to look at this thing with honest eyes, with open eyes, and be mature adults and be adult enough to listen to what is being said and get as much information from what may be an opposing point of view so that they can readily be able to know that they have all the information that they need in order to make the best decision about their lives. God didn't shut us off from other information. God made it so that the spirit living in us responds to the truth. So when we hear the truth, we respond. That's why so many people are out to uh, silence people who are telling the truth. That's why social media doesn't want you to put the truth out there How dare you put the word of God out there because they're working for another entity. So what we have to do is be proactive. We have to be bold. We have to be brave, courageous, and have strength. Show God's fortitude in sharing the truth. And when I say the truth, I'm not not talking about sharing our opinions and what we've been through and how it bruised us because our emotions may take us down a wrong road. We do not want to respond to things emotionally. We want to be able to study this topic according to the word of God, have the Holy Spirit to show us the truth about the matter and respond to it uh, through, uh, because of the wisdom we gain. So we're going to talk about that subject tonight, and we're going to start with, um, uh, I'm going to start with um, uh, a documentary that I watched. Because I thought this documentary was so profound. And I watched this documentary when I was a teenager. I love things what PBS used to do, documentaries and things all the time. And there is one particular series, and I remember the host of uh, being on there was a, a, a dark-haired woman, and she was talking about the, the rise and fall of ancient civilization the rise and fall of ancient civilization. And she was talking about the life of the people who uh, lived in Greece, right? You had places like Sparta, right? You had places like Athens, and you had uh, civilizations like um, Rome, and there were several others. But what we have to remember about these particular civilizations were that they were supposed to be some of the, the most prolific, uh, what I would call, uh, societies or civilizations of their time. You know, we have what we call first, first uh, uh, well, third world and first world countries, right? We happen to live in America, which is considered a first world country. Anybody that has the degree of technology and industry and infrastructure uh, like we have, it's considered a first world uh, society. But then you also have the third world societies who may not have all of those technological uh, advances and things that we have and structures and bridges and roads and everything, 
but maybe they have something that we don't. Because what we know about man is that man is deteriorating. There are some uh, segments of, of, uh, of uh, not just society, of, of philosophy, that where people believe that man is evolving and man is getting better, right? And man is going to become evolve into what, what they can uh, perceive as a god. And that's a lot, that has a lot to do with this new age movement that's out there. And there are a lot of black people who are following this new age movement. How did they get there? They first and foremost had to be convinced that God was not real and to turn against Jesus, right, which I, I do attribute a lot of the conversation about a picture, a picture, an image, as being a, 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 what people are wanting to be something positive has turned to be something negative. Because when you say that Christians and these people are black people, oh, they believe in a Jesus, this white Jesus. No, we don't believe in a white Jesus. Jesus doesn't have a color for us. Because if we're looking at the uh, Ten Commandments and we're looking at the fact that we shouldn't have any, do not make any graven images or likenesses, that's a Amen. picture. So the people who are starting these issues and having these conversations are starting a war where there shouldn't be. And instead of bringing people to God through Christ, they're, they're actually triggering people to run away from Christ. And so when I say this, I'm saying this because in order for someone to put a new doctrine in your mind, they have to first take away the one that's already there. So they have to turn you against God. They have to turn you against Christ. That's all part of Satan's uh, 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 strategy. It's to first and foremost take God away from you. And when, you, when he takes God away from you, you no longer have that voice. That voice is no longer the power working within you. Then guess what? You're going to be listening to another voice. Now Satan just has to see which one appeals to you. All the others are false. So whichever one appeals to you and you go in that direction, you're going to start to see that it has philosophies that are very contrary to what the word of God says. You even have people who I call, you know, we talk about these temples. I call them pagan temples. All of these so-called mega churches to me are pagan temples. Why do I say that? And this is related to the, the, the message that we're talking about. I'm just giving, laying you some groundwork. They belong to the same people that you're talking about who are um, actually planning genocide. Uh, I do believe the black man, I do believe the genocide is geared and targeting black men, black people in general. And so when I say that, when you know your history, you know that uh, – there were so-called famous black uh, leaders who, who spoke with people like Margaret Sanger, who told her that if you want to get and infiltrate the black community, you have to go through the church. And when they did say that, guess what? That's exactly what they did. Because now you have pastors like uh, Creflo Dollar, who says, I was wrong all these years about collecting money from you, and now that I have all the money that I need and all the homes that I need and all the planes that I need, I think I was wrong about tithing. Well, what was that supposed to do? And what does that do to the church but destroy the church? Because all along, these mega churches have never 
never been covered by the tithes that came in from the least paid people in America. These mega churches were not built by your tithes. They weren't even built by your, uh, what are they called, the building fund uh, uh, that you committed to. It wasn't built by them. Someone is funding them. Someone gave them loans, and someone approved it. And so we've got to understand that we've never had that kind of power. And if that's the case, who did have the power? So now when you have these men and women who have access to all of this money, they're building these huge churches, and I don't believe it's them that's building them. And they're raised up in the media just like everybody else. They are all part of the same system. So when you're talking about the New World Order, it's all part of the same system. So we can't look down on the white man any more than we're looking down on the black man who helped him by – by serving us up on a platter. So when you see this type of thing, you've got to understand that now that they are, that we find out that they're totally funded by the New World Order, they have to do their bidding. They are no longer working for God. So when you see someone stand up and say, uh, abortion is in line with my faith, that was a statement made by, What's his name? Warnock, right? The um, uh, the um, Georgia senator. And when he made that statement, everybody was like, "Oh, how can he say that? How can he say that?" I say he's not lying. We've got to learn to read between the lines. The Holy Spirit will give us the power of discernment. So when he said that, I said, "Guys, he did not lie." He does not have the same faith that we have. He is serving another. God. He is serving another God. So when he says that abortion is in line with his faith, he is not lying. And he has to say that. He has to say that because he is a part of that other kingdom. The, the opposition kingdom that you're talking about is New World Order. So now I said all of that so that we could get down to understanding that every single entity in our society when you put them all together, they constitute the world system, and that includes banking system. We didn't put the banking system in that, but we talked about it before, education, right, whether it's from K-12 all the way up through our college, a college. Uh, businesses and corporations, right, government, politicians, politics, Congress, all of those places. Uh, the church, right, and banking. When you put all those systems together, they are all operating under the same leadership, and that leadership is not God. This is the world system, and the world system is being operated by Satan. How do we know this? Because that's exactly what the way uh, Satan attempted to uh, tempt Jesus. He says, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. That means he has already owned them. He has to already controlled them in order for him to give them to Jesus. We know that Jesus responded with, it is written. It is written. That's why it's so important for us to know the word. And as much as these topics may hurt our feelings, because once we fall into a temptation, 
once we fall into lifestyles, it is very difficult, very difficult to see your way out. You can, ne- you can ha- hardly ever see the forest for the trees. Not impossible, but it's very difficult. And it's one of the reasons it's going to be difficult because there are going to always be people around you who want to hold you in that bondage. They don't want you to hear the truth. They don't want you to know the truth. And they will fight a minister who is out on the street trying to share the word of God, who speaks against it. They'll come. I was watching the video just yesterday, and the man of God was preaching against all sin, and a man came up and punched him in the face, and he said, but I'm not going to stop preaching. I'm going to keep on preaching because only the devil would want to hit a preacher in the face to stop him from speaking the truth. There are demonically possessed people. I know we talked about that, uh, uh, possessed and oppressed. Demonically uh, uh, possessed people, and I'm just saying it because that's the way the scriptures do refer to them. And uh, so so that is the the situation that we have today. And so if you start to speak the truth, they've turned the truth now into hate speech. And I want to say right now, right here, that we don't hate anybody. To tell you the truth, God says that's love. That's real love, to speak the truth in love. And so let's look at how this, uh, well, first of all, I think Pastor has a scripture that he's going to give to you, and I'm going to give to you um, some information about uh, some examples that we have gone through um, and talking with some individuals where they've actually changed their mind because they have never, ever heard the truth. And sometimes it is a coming to Jesus moment for them, too, because they have, they have to admit to themselves that it wasn't their, really their idea. People say, well, it was my own choice. No, it wasn't. You didn't, but when you were born as a baby, you didn't know about that. You didn't choose that. Somebody planted that seed in you. And for some reason, you jumped on it because you didn't know what the Word of God said. Had you known what God had said about it, you probably never would have gone into it. Now you have the difficulty of getting out of it and going another way. But let me tell you about this documentary really quick, and I'm going to let Pastor uh, give you the scriptures. The documentary was about these, uh, these nations, these civilizations that had fallen. And one of the things that came out, it was talking about Greece in particular. And you have to know that at one point in time, when we talk about Greco-Roman, Greco-Roman history shows that at one time these nations were totally connected. They were totally connected. That's why we have Greco-Roman, right? That's why when you have the pagan religions that they have that are polytheistic with all of these different gods. Now, I remember being in school, being in, in high school, and it was nothing for them to teach mythology. They even called it mythology, but nobody told us that, that, was, that what they were calling mythology, they truly believed. It was their religion being taught. While they were keeping uh, Christianity or the Bible cut out. Right? So if, if they, didn't want, they didn't want to talk about or discuss the Bible, why are we talking about a mythological so-called religion? It's because they totally did believe it, and that's the only way that they could infiltrate the schools and implant that into every child's mind and also denying God at the same time. And so 
in these societies, in one, one society in particular, when you're looking at uh, Athens and uh, Sparta, I know you guys remember the movie 300. Did anybody see the movie 300? If you guys saw the movie 300, did you ever ask yourself oh, yeah. why there were only why the, you asked yourself why there was only 300 men? Why was there only 300 soldiers? Now, granted, they were some tough soldiers. This was one of the toughest armies, military armies that had ever existed. And now I'm going to explain to you why. Why there were only 300 and why they were so tough. In this documentary, it showed the lifestyle of these people and how they reared their children, how they lived from day to day. And so what happened was you would have these married couples who would have children, and if you had a male son, the son would grow up with the mother as his leadership up until the age of 12 years old. Then at 12 years old, they went to live with the men of that society, of that civilization, and the men were all soldiers. When they lived with these men, Sister Cassandra, Pastor Ronnie, I think they dropped everybody. Hopefully they'll call back. Yeah, they dropped. You know how it is in this uh, modern tech, techy world. Brothers and sisters, again, you've tuned to the Five Some Stone Network, and uh, Pastor Cassandra McCray was just sharing. Uh, Pastor Ronnie and Cassandra McCray is on the same line. But we got them back, so we're going to let her pick right back up. Uh, Pastor Cassandra, your line is open. Just continue. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened there. We just lost <laughs> connection. We, that's never happened before. So y'all start praying. For any of you guys who are listening, pray. These airlines remain open because we know who controls the airways, and right now we're claiming this airway for God, and the truth yes. will be told on this network. Amen? Yes. Amen. Amen. So y'all stay in prayer while we're, tell, we're talking about this. Absolutely. Okay, so as I was saying, these young boys in Sparta, when they turned 12 years old, they were sent to live with these older soldiers. And when they lived with these older soldiers, they needed for every one of these soldiers to be so totally committed to one another and totally committed to their goals in in winning war. They were to be protective of each other. And so they felt that the way to do this was through homosexuality. These men had a homosexual relationship with these children. And so as time went on, this was very significant in the rise and fall of that particular nation. Okay? And so with that particular nation, as uh, they were, as, as time went on, the young men uh, got to a point when there were no children being born in the, the Spartan society. No children were being born. Because what you had done was push every one of these children, these young men, into homosexuality. And what did that result in? 
because the men had young men had turned to one another, they were forced into it when they went into military, then that left for the girls to turn to each other. And we'll talk about that in just a minute because there was an island called the Isle of Lesbos, right, which became extinct as it should have. How else can they do <laughs> It's crazy. But let me continue down this road. When these soldiers had gotten to the place where they became mature men, right, then when the, uh, the, uh, the authorities had realized that their numbers were diminishing because, see, war, people die in war. And so when, the people, when these soldiers were dying off and everything, they saw their population dwindle. And because their population was dwindling, these individuals uh, of authority who had outlawed this stuff. So why do we find such a problem in America today? Because, yes, we know it's always existed, but it has never been legislated through law here in America. That is our greatest downfall when we start putting sin and legislating laws, legislating sin as laws. And that was the downfall of America. That began the downfall. So in this particular nation, what happened was they were not growing in their population, in their numbers. And so what happened was the authorities saw how their numbers were dwindling, and they were on the, uh, on, the, on the verge of totally becoming extinct. Their nation was going to fail. So what they end up doing then, they had to reverse the law. Like you're going to find that they're going to be trying to reverse the law here in America. After they push all of these things on Americans, then they're going to find themselves having to reverse the laws because population numbers are dwindling, even in America because of these same very things that they're pushing. So what they did was they ordered the men to marry women. They sanctioned it by law. They ordained it by law for the men to marry the women and produce babies. They had to marry the women and produce babies. Well, after you have changed the nature of men, they were no longer interested in the women. So they were forced to be married, but they still were not producing children. So they went as far as to change the women. They shaved the heads of the women and put them in the clothes of a, a Roman soldier so that the men would go in and have sex with them and produce children. Now, is that not the craziest thing you've ever heard? This is what was happening. Oh, that's crazy. So nobody ever asked the question why there were only 300 men. We want to boast about how uh, strong those men were, but they kept a secret about the men all being homosexuals because it was part of their culture and they were forced into it by authority. And so nobody ever talked about that portion of the law. And so... Uh, you know, when you get to that point, now uh, it's being forced on the people, and now they, they, they've turned against their nature. And so what I wanted to say about that on the other side of that, the lesbians. So the women who decided that they wanted to uh, be in relationship with each other, and everybody's always saying, well, why don't they go and get their own country and everything? They know as well as we know they cannot survive. It's not a lifestyle. It is a death style. And so what that means is that those women, they went to an island. And if you can remember in television, 
uh, uh, shows like Wonder Woman, uh, Zena the what's her name? Zena the Warrior, uh, the the something warrior. I can't remember her name. All of those women were supposed to be these strong uh, types of women who were found on an island where nothing but women lived. It was uh, a, 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 another image of Lesbos. They were imitating the island of Lesbos, where this Lesbos existed for real. So you guys can go look at the, the, uh, the history of that, because Lesbos is where they got the name lesbian. Lesbos. Nothing but women lived there because the men had turned away, the women had turned to each other. They went to this island thinking that they could survive, but, of course, they all died off because with an island of nothing but women, they could not produce their own kind. So guess what? That tells us once again that Genesis, the Bible, was right. You cannot produce after your own kind. You will not survive. That is not life. That's death. They wrote their own death sentence. So when we look at it from ancient civilization wow. and realize today, who are we dealing with today? If you look at today's society, who are the people in leadership? Well, you have the Greeks, when you have the fraternities and sororities. They're the ones who are educated, and you cannot even get into those societies until you reach the level of college because they know that those are the individuals will be, who will be allowed because of their, agree, agree, um, their agreements with corporations and businesses that they will hold the high-ranking positions. They will have the highest pay. They will be the individuals that end up in those positions. And so whether they have master's degree or MBAs and all of these other things, majority of those, those individuals belong to Greek organizations. So when we look at Greek organizations, and we even have presidents, when you look at Skull and Bones and all of these other Greek organizations, you are still dealing with the Greeks. And they still practice the same thing. And they still are pledging to the same mythological gods within their pledges and don't even know it. And yet, they are the ones who are coming in and infiltrating the church. And the church lets them in because they come in to do good work, and the church allows them to um, uh, give scholarships and things like that. So, oh, yeah, we welcome the Greeks. No, that's a different philosophy that is contrary to God, and those people have taken dark altars, uh, oath on dark altars. So we need to be careful about that. The others would be the Romans, right? Right now we are dealing with a man who has even said now, he used to, they used to consider him the Vicar, right, uh, being the main uh, the, uh, the God here on earth for Catholics. But we are talking about the, uh, the images and, the, and the, the power that comes out of Rome. And Rome has its own army. The Vatican has its own army. And so people don't even realize what, what role the Jesuits play in a lot of what's going on in the New World Order. So we're dealing with the Greeks, we are dealing with the Romans, and then there are the Jews, or the people who call themselves Jews. So, now let's talk about that, because when you're talking about the individuals who call themselves Jews, you have to remember, there was a reason God made me go through the entire book of Jeremiah live on the air when it comes to know thy enemy. 
because what happened was we know that the Jews, each and every time, they had a problem. They always left God for another God. They were always plagued with idolatry. And even as we know what happened with Ahab marrying Jezebel with a compromise that they would share their religions in the same church, we know eventually God was removed from the temple altogether, and the temples became pagan temples. They left their first estate. And so it's not healthy for us to look at Judaism in the same way because Judaism was not practiced and still is not practiced according to the Bible anymore because it was taken over by the same Greek and Roman religion, paganism. And so we have to know that uh, when uh, they lived in Egypt, God had them in the, uh, in the uh, wilderness for 40 years. So that, 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 uh, that they brought out with them was slaughtered off of them. And so every time you have generations that come out of these places of bondage and everything, they always hold on to a little bit of it. They bring it with them, and they end up messing it up. So Judaism is so messed up, and so you have what's called Zionists today who believe in a totally different religion, totally different religion. And so, but if for each and every one of these groups, they have no problem with sexual immorality, they have no problem with homosexuality, and so not only do they not have a problem with it, because the pagan temples were the proliferators of it. That's how we know that they're pushing a religion on us and not an ideology. They're pushing their religion on us, and they all share in the same rituals. They share the same gods, and they share in the same rituals, even if they have different names. I remember learning in mythology that the Greek and Romans had the same gods, but we learned the Roman and the Greek names for them. Tell me why we're learning this stuff in public schools. Because what we call secular schools, people think that's worldly. No, they are satanic schools. Satan has taken them over and kicked God out. And so you have people walking around who have never learned the word of God. They know more about mythology and Babylonian religion and paganism than they do the word of God. And so when you look at this, we have to understand that history first and foremost. And now we're going to look at the word of God so that we can kind of see Right? Who's being targeted? What, why are they targeting it? So when you do talk about the people of the book, we know who they're talking about when they say the people of the book. I do not. I do not disagree with you that it is us. I do not disagree with that. But it took a long while, like I said, for me to understand that. Why are we always the target? Why are we always the target, God? Why does everything that the, 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 uh, the Israelites went through sound like what we went through? That doesn't sound like their story. You have Jewish rabbis that will tell you that they've never spent a day in, in, uh, in slavery. Well, then the, the people of the book can't be talking about you. So there's a, there is a problem there. We know what happened. And I'll talk a little bit about that later on if we have time for it, because, again, it comes down to these things. That's why homosexuality runs so rapid in the priesthood. Roman, these are things that they have been doing in secret for years. 
for years. They practiced sex magic. It happened in the temple. They had temple prostitutes. Right, the same way it happens in the and uh, same way it happens in the Roman uh, priesthood, the same way it happens in the uh, in uh, with the Greeks, the pagan religion, and the same way it happened in the Jewish temple once Ahab had turned the temples over to uh, Jezebel and paganism. They practice sex magic. And when you read the book of Jeremiah, God preserved the remnant. He said there were only 4 million that did not go in the way of the pagans. And that 4 million was the ones that were scattered. And those were the ones who went and hid out in Africa. And we know how they got there. And from there, Africans were not turning in their own people. People always saying, well, Africans, how can they sell their own people? They weren't selling their own people. They were selling the Israelites. There were only 4 million that survived during that time because all the rest of them, again, God had to take them out of their misery. So when we look at all this history and find out where we are, they're targeting, they are targeting black people. Mostly here in America, it is always pushed on black people to push and support homosexuality. Why are black people not so? That's why they had to attack the black church. The black church was, uh, had its stance on homosexuality up until here recently. And now the black church is accepting of homosexuality. Why? So they can continue to get the funding from the people who funded them from the beginning. So you can take money from it, but nothing in life is free. And so after a while, you're going to have to pay the piper. And so that's why we see so many of them stepping down and everything now today. Pastors over these mega churches because they've accepted money from this New World Order entity. And now they're, they're being called in the question. They're having to pay the piper. You're going to say what we tell you to say. You're going to do what we tell you to do or lose this church or lose your money or even possibly lose your house. Who knows who owns the title to their home? So we've got to be very careful about looking at these people and idolizing what they have because we don't know what they did to get it. But what we do know is what the Word of God says about homosexuality and all all sexual immorality. And for that reason, we need to um, go to the Word of God, understand it, and if we really truly love God more than we love sin, We'll do what, what the word of God tells us to do. And we don't need man telling us anything different. We don't need anybody lying to us. We need to just do it or tell the truth. If you love sin and you just want to go out there and be a sinner, say that. But don't say that God accepts it. God does not accept it. He calls it the law of liberty. And so the law of liberty still stands. According to what, James 125, go and read some of these scriptures. The law of liberty is what he calls the word of God. Those are the things and the reason that we will remain blessed when we obey God's word. And there's nothing I love more on this earth than God. And so what he tells me to do, I'm going to do. And so anyone else, I have to question whether or not they are really truly a believer in God and a follower of Christ. If they're not, and there are too many churches and these apostles and preachers and false 
false prophets out there teaching another gospel. The church, the mega church, I believe, has become the apostate church, and there are way too many of us in these churches. And my mother used to say all the time, I'm not going to go to hell on a church bus. I don't want to go to hell on a church bus. I don't care what the man says. I'm, I care about what God says. And so we need to obey that if we truly love God. Come on, Pastor, give us some uh, scriptures. Yes. We see here, and, it, and this is an Old Testament uh, 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 writings on uh, sexual immorality, and it, it, and it tackles it all from, uh, from A to Z, glory to God. But we have to see in Leviticus 18, God says, I'm going to deal with the sexual immorality in man. And there's 14 little bullet points that God speaks on about this in uh, Leviticus 18. And it says about the sexual lives of the human. And it says, first of all, in verse 6, it says, we shouldn't have sex with close relatives. Uh, incest. <laughs> incest. Well, we're going to call it what it is. So mm-hmm. Today you would recognize that as incest. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and these, first, uh, these first seven has to do with our family. It says your mother, your stepmother, your sister and your half-sister, your granddaughter, your aunt, and your daughter-in-law. See, all these practices right here stem from other uh, 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 other uh, cultures bringing it into the family of God. And it says your brother's wife. We heard that back there in Scripture to where uh, 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 John, John the Baptist was killed because he brought out the sin of, his, <laughs> of, of, that, the, authority. of, of, the, of the authority oh, figure. Yeah. Glory to God. And he says any two women in the same clan. Oh. <laughs> it says... Your wife's sister, a woman having her period, your neighbor's wife. See these, and there's two, and there's two scriptures in the Ten Commandments that deal with sexual immorality. Uh, 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 number seven and number ten. And, and, and number ten says, "Covet not your neighbor's wife." Amen. Oh man, it says the same sex partners, and guess what? In verse 23, it says, don't have sex with animals. Mm. Don't have sex with animals. And that title is called bestiality. Bestiality. Glory to God. But see, we we fall prey to some of these things, and it's just not, and they fall in the line that will drive you to other deviant sexual relationships. Men with men, women with women. Men and women with dogs and cats or, or whatever. Glory to God. And if I hope to interject uh, just for a second while you go before you go to that next one. When we look at this, guys, we also have to understand the role of pornography in all of this. Mm-hmm. Pornography was designed, designed to be a tool of lust to draw you in, and where it goes, sin and pornography, sin of all kinds, uh, devolves. It's only going to get worse. It gets worse and worse and worse. So once you go down that road and you open that Pandora's box, you have no control over where you end up if something does not stop you and intervene. You are in a free fall. So when you are hooked on pornography or even when you start, when you start to look at pornography, you have to know 
that it's not going to end well. Because right now, straight sex will be the great the, the thing that you will watch and you say, Well, yeah, I'm straight. I don't believe in it. But yeah, but the appetite gets worse. It's like you're the starter drug of marijuana. Then your body marijuana doesn't do it for you anymore. You've got to go into stronger drugs until you kill yourself. That's always Satan's plan. Satan's plan is for you to kill yourself. So when you get down to the point of now it's not just men and women, you're looking at same sex. And then you're looking at sex with children or sex with animals, that people are really dealing with this stuff. And Amen. it's funny you mentioned Kenneth Copeland because we went to Kenneth Copeland's uh, conference uh, just a few years back, and when we went there, he called up all the people who were dealing with pornography. And don't you know that almost everybody left out of the stands? Nearly everybody left out of the stands and went up to the front. Old people, young people, men, women, white, black, every, every uh, 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 culture of people, rich, poor. I mean, I mean, all kinds of people came up to the – and I looked at my husband, and I said, surely not this many people are dealing with pornography. My husband said, that's just the ones who were willing to get up. I was like, oh, my God. I could not believe the number of people who were dealing with these things. So am I shocked about the uh, acceptance today of homosexuality? No, because just a few years ago, men had sense enough to know to stay away from their own kind, just like women did. And it was not a big movement in our culture, in, in the black community. It was never widely accepted by the black community. But how did they get it to be accepted in the black community but to first infiltrate the churches and get the churches to accept it? And so I'm going to let Pastor continue with the scriptures. And, you know, what the scriptures say right here, I'm reading a, I'm reading a chapter that says compromise can lead to immorality. Compromise. See, we have to obey what God has told us to do. And that, in scripture reference for that is found in Judges chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. See, we can't compromise what God has told us what we are to do with our bodies. Mm. Hallelujah. But it says also, it says, immorality should have no place among Christians, among believers. God tells us to stay away from those people who practice those certain things. But guess what? It's prevalent in the church. Oh. It's prevalent in the church. And we have to attack this with the word of God. We're supposed to do it in a, in a loving way. And I know that I spoke with you earlier about Romans, uh, the, uh, the first chapter, uh, about uh, the 18th through the 30th verse, uh, that, that sometimes that God may, may lead certain people uh, or giving them over to a reprobate mind. So it, when I say a reprobate mind, I say, are these people given over to where they're going to spend their lives in hell because they won't change their, uh, change their minds about the lifestyles that they're in? And that's just not homosexuality. That's anything that has to deal with sexual relationships. We're not supposed to sleep around. We're not supposed to uh, 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 have adultery. We're not supposed to uh, have fornication. But it's, it's named among us. We see that in the scripture in Corinthians 5, where the guy was trying to sleep with his mother, with his mother-in-law. 
see, it, 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 it was back then, and it's happening right now today. So we have to be mindful in how God is going to lead us and guide us to win the lost who, who are those who are going to come to Christ. Because I, I, I don't believe that all the homosexuals that are out there, all those who are practicing a deviant practices of sin sexually are going to be given over. I believe that there are going to be some who are coming to Christ, and I believe that wholeheartedly by the power of the Holy Spirit. So all of them are not lost, and I believe that God is going to do a work in these last and mighty days. And these are some of the, uh, the scriptures that uh, uh, we are going to see the greater works than these. Hallelujah. The greater works than these that we're going to see people who have been lost for a, uh, for a lifetime, and they're going to turn from their wicked ways. And so right there, we'll go ahead and, uh, Seth, if you have any questions or have anybody who wants to uh, ask questions or has a comment, we'll take it now before we go into uh, the next thing. I mean, we're still talking about sexual, uh, homosexuality, but we're going to expound on it to now, today, why, um, as so many individuals are suffering with that particular issue. Well, I think y'all are doing just brilliantly. And um, to be very honest, I mean, that's a word. That's a word from the Most High. And I appreciate y'all sharing that. Again, you've tuned into the Five Swim Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have in the house the McCrays, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, and they are sharing about spiritual warfare in current events, not just ancient times when she was talking about the Spartan 300, but 2023 or whenever you listen to this broadcast. So anybody with comments or questions, now is the time to press that one because, as you see, they like to go a while uninterrupted, and then we open the phone lines, okay? I think what we should do, uh, we have a hand. Okay, we have a hand that went up. Let's go to the phone lines. Okay, Erico, 513-602. We'd like to know your name, the city you're calling from, and how did you hear about the show? Hello, my name is Arlene, and I'm in uh, Euless, Texas. And I heard about the show through Facebook, too. Yes, who is my husband. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I just wanted to say that, um, wow, uh, you've shared a lot so far. Um, the history, uh, the scriptures, uh, it's very, very informative. And um, I, I believe that, you know, over the years that I think we've had to get an understanding as, as a, a group of people about faith and about the word of God and we, we understood about his grace and his mercy and I think sometimes we may have gone maybe too far in our um, liberality I'll say um, and I know that for myself personally as I look around and I see what's happening in the world and you know how I can no longer watch just regular television anymore because I feel um, you know, I'm going to see some things that I'm just not in agreement with, which, I mean, that happens in life. 
but I don't want things forced on me. Um, but I do feel a sense of, uh, it's like the enemy who is the God of this world um, is really wreaking havoc on the people of God as well as the people of the world. And, and I feel um, a sadness uh, because there are so many young people who are being exposed to all kinds of things in school, on social media. Um, I even saw on um, a news report where a teacher was going to sue the school because he wasn't allowed to wear a dress to work with children. And so my, 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 my heart is just, you know, torn but I also want to have that empathy and compassion because we are to hate the sin and love the sinner. And so your personal feelings can get caught up in, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. So I wanted to know, and I'm sure you will address this, what is the hope that we offer people who have been deceived in and out of the church? Um, and again, I know that once you confess Christ as your Savior, he takes you on a journey of transformation, and it's different for everybody. I don't think anybody comes up out of the water ready to roll. You know, there's a process that we all have to go through, and we're seeing people at different areas in their process. So while we are to share the truth, how do we share that truth in love, allowing the Holy Spirit to do that work? in that individual because he's very good at what he does and everybody's just on a different scale of development. Uh, that's my question. And thanks again for being on tonight. Well, thank you, wifey, for calling again, everybody. That's Arlene. <laughs> thank you. The very, very well, very good question. I'm anxious to the McCrae's and others have to say, but thank you. Okay. Pastor Ronnie, uh, you want to take that question and, and Pastor Cassandra? <laughs> Well, I will say that uh, part two of this that we have to talk about is a heart for the lost, the homosexuals. So that's what we're going to be talking about because we can go into history because if you teach young people the history of where, where it came from, where these ideas came from, how they got there, and no, it wasn't from God, it was actually from Satan, and that they're living in a world Right, that is that that uh, that Adam and Eve handed over to Satan, and he controls all of that right now. They will understand that what the enemy is trying to do through those people who are not of God. If they're not of God, they belong to Satan, and they're working and operating in his kingdom. What they are doing is preparing the earth and preparing the way for Satan. So everything that they propose to do is against God. And you tell me how there are so many Christians, especially black Christians, who belong to particular uh, political affiliations that support everything that is anti-Christ. How can you have a political agenda that supports everything that is anti-Christ and put your allegiance behind it and go to church on Sunday and read the gospel and read the word of God that says just the opposite? We have to start questioning our allegiances because that's what—that's another form of idolatry. It's Pastor another Sandra. form of idolatry. Yes. 
I've learned with you, I just got to jump in there. So y'all, just so y'all know, I'm not interrupting her in a rude way. But I got to, with you, I got to jump in there. So let me just say this real quick, and, and I'm out in 10 seconds. Wouldn't that mean we can be aligned with any political party? I don't think we should align ourselves with anything. Okay, so here is my philosophy about that. God did put us in the earth, and we are supposed to influence our society in a positive way. Yes. So forget about, forget about any of the people who run for office or any of those things. What we need to be looking at are their platforms and their issues. Which political platform and list of issues more align themselves with God? And that's how we should vote. But at the same time, we don't align ourselves with anyone. We really okay. should be aligning ourselves as independents because we work for God. And any time that your political uh, uh, affiliation changes and turns away from God, you should be prepared to jump ship because yeah. that's exactly what happened with the angels. The angels in heaven, they were following Satan. And Satan had the ear of every angel, angel, right? He was the head angel. He had the ear of every angel. But so uh, there were two-thirds of the angels that got so far and said, oh, wait a minute, buddy, you've gone too far. And they jumped ship. But there was so one-third that continued to follow him, knowing, knowing his position. And so we can't do that. But we are supposed to align ourselves with righteousness. I'm glad you said that, Pastor Cassandra, because when I normally I hear people say that they're they're knocking just let's just go there they're knocking the Democrats they're saying y'all stand for abortion you stand for this you stand for gay rights and so we Republicans we don't have to do all that and so I'm glad you said we we all are independents because truly this is Babylon <laughs> and I mean. You'll be arguing all day with with right versus left, Democrat versus Republican. They, it is, it is. I, I, I promise you, you can argue against Republicans for days. Wickedness, pure murder. I don't believe in abortion, George Bush, but I'll go over there and kill a million Iraqis. I mean, we can just go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But I like how you said that we're independent, and if your party. If your party goes against those scriptures, you need to be willing to check your party. And, you know, that was, that was very good. I, so um, we have a hand that went up, but before the, I go to the hand, I want you. To, I wonder if you finish that, and then I want to hear from Pastor uh, Ronnie as well. Well, I'm, I'm going to jump in right now because I, uh, when Sister Arlene uh, was speaking, and she was talking about how do we reach those people, and we basically we reach the loss of the people in love. You know, some of these people who are out there, just like with Paul, Paul was one who put he he got in your face, and there's going to be some believers who are going to win you over with their love walk. So I believe in Jude, it tells us how to handle certain individuals. There's going to be individuals who will punch you in the eye, and there's going to be uh, individuals that we're going to have to win with love. So I, I, I see here that when we go out and just dealing in this subject right here, uh -huh. God will lead us. And that's where we have to 
allow the Holy Spirit because when the book of Acts took place, and if you look through uh, in the chapter 3 and chapter 6, and then you see that they were full of the Holy Ghost. And the yes. Holy Ghost was sent here to lead and to guide us into all the truth. And when we are led by the Holy Spirit, guess who's going to get the, the glory and the benefit of leading those who are strong in their belief to Christ, the Holy Spirit that's going to work through us. So we have to allow ourselves to give God first place and allow the Holy Spirit to work through us, to win the loss, to win those hard-hearted or those stubborn uh, 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 unbelievers. And I believe that we will see uh, the miracles that are happening now today, those greater miracles that those souls will be coming into the kingdom of God. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Well, uh, let's go to the phone. Let's go to the uh, – hold on. I think Sister Arlene wants to say something to the both of you. Um, let me open up her line. She wants a quick response before we go to the next question. So let's find her number. Okay, Sister Arlene, my wife, your line is now <laughs> open. Go ahead and respond to the McCrae's if you want. Okay, wow. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what an amazing answer that was. Uh, I just felt moved uh, in my spirit about it. Uh, I felt, I feel informed, but I also feel as though the Holy Spirit's being allowed to, to teach and to minister, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to being one of those kind of people that brings that word in truth and brings it in love but also brings it in power. So I, I appreciate your Amen. answers, both of you. Yes, thank you. yes. Thank you, well, let, uh, I hope you have a happy birthday. Just to interject that. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good good memory there. All right. Um, yeah, she had a wonderful birthday, y'all. We had a chance to go out in town and really do it up. So Arlene had one of her best birthdays, I thought. All right, Arlene, thank you for calling the show, and thank you for listening. You're welcome. Amen. You said you had a hand up. And I had a hand up. Let's go back to the phone lines. Erico 513-331. This is a Cincinnati number for real. Uh, Brother Purcell Porsche. Uh, y'all, I won't have him do the name and all that because he's a normal co-host. So go ahead, brother. Uh, question coming for the McCrae's. Name is, what, what are you talking about? Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Man, I'm so <laughs> excited about these McCrae's, man. You all get on here and just blow, just blow this thing up. You hear me? <laughs> and I love it. I love every minute of it. Um, and you're talking about something that uh, I have been arguing for quite some time. Um, and usually I say it, I, I address it this way. We are, we, we, in the body of Christ, we have gotten so uh, to the point of arguing for um, so many things that God has rejected. And it's a travesty. It's a travesty, and it has uh, it has actually given the body of Christ a black eye. Um, and one of the things I want to address, 
quickly also. Hey, Arlene. <laughs> and also, um, one of the things that came up was how do we... She's uh, muted, but she said hi. Okay, how do we teach... Uh, oh, no. Um, Sister McCray was talking about we have to teach these young people. Essentially, I, I, she was saying we have to teach them in the way that they should go. Um, and part of the problem with that is um, what they've already been taught. So essentially what has to happen is um, somehow we have to teach them how to unteach or unlearn what they've been taught. That's error. Uh, uh, Pastor McCray um, hit the nail on the head in the area of love. Love covers a multitude. So it it is in love that we have to address that situation. We have to address that situation in such a way where we are genuine. Because this is the one thing that I realize. Anybody who's in error, who's uh, either in the world or who's in, in in the body of Christ or in church in the in in era, the one thing that they actually are looking for once they it's been called to their attention that they're in error, the one thing that they are really looking for, especially the unbeliever, is not only in the word but truth in our lifestyle, truth in how we live. So they're looking for the real, for the real believers to stand tall, and to stand up and be counted. That's what they really want to see. And I think that witness is much stronger than any message we can teach them. There was a songwriter, um, or there is a songwriter. I don't know exactly who it is, but. He came up with a song that said, let my life tell the story. And that is the most powerful witness that we could ever share is our lifestyle. And if our life, we were talking about also aligning ourselves. We would gotten into politics and whatnot. And uh, uh, Pastor uh, McCray said, we shouldn't allow, align ourselves with anybody or with anything. Um, and I would endeavor to say in, um, uh, accept, if you will, or save, if you will, the, the word of God or the truth of God. This is the only thing that we should align ourselves with, and our life should line up. With the word of God And in that With that We have a stronger position To win That that individual Whoever they may be That homosexual um, That's a very 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 Strong area um, And I don't think I have to tell Anybody on the line that But that is a very Very strong area Because it has infiltrated uh, so much of the body of Christ And it's infiltrated the body of Christ In areas Of 
uh, of charismatic nature being music. It's it's a very powerful has a very very powerful position in the area of music, praise and worship leaders, um, psalmists and whatnot, if you will, who are um, who are really shaping the minds of worshipers with the underlying spirit that they are operating from. We don't think about this kinds of stuff. This kind of stuff is is not really been dealt with for real because we don't really look at it like that. Oh, it's not that serious. Well, we'll tell ourselves it ain't that serious. You being too, you being too, uh, too judgmental. You know. So, okay, I'm finished. I'm finished, and I'm out. Well, Purcell, please know. I appreciate that. And I like what Per said about the love part. All that was good. So what we're going to do at this time, everybody, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll let the McCrae's go again, and then if Purcell when it comes back on with more comments later, um, we've already up at um, 9.50. Just take a little short break. We'll be right back, brothers and sisters. Uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, y'all okay with a break? Absolutely. Let's take a little quick break, everybody, and allow me to kind of update my computer so I think so I can move faster when I click on the uh, these different. Um, if, I wish y'all could see our boards. I uh, uh, did a show the other day, and I was trying to bring on people. It's taking forever, so just let me do that. Grab some drink and a few other things, and folks, we will be right back again. You've tuned into the Five Minutes on Network. I'm Brother Seth, and we have on Pastor Ronnie and Cassandra McCray firing away. At our topic, spiritual warfare and current events. Of course, spiritual warfare is in our current events. Be right back. Jesus Christ has won the ultimate victory at Calvary. 
We know that, don't we? But our mission, our mission is to enforce and maintain all that Jesus purchased for us at Calvary. There's a lot of things that the devil has stolen away from the church. Health, prosperity, peace in our homes and our communities, righteousness in our government. These are things the devil has stolen. But as the army of God, we're taking them back. Amen. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? Are you with me right now? Well, let's go up to the hard place and tear that devil down.
um, I guess we could say, uh, the extension of Babylon, right? They were Babylon, and they, this is where they were scattered when Babylon was destroyed. It was in those European nations, and that's why this same, these same practices of the topic we're talking about tonight, homosexuality and all sexual immorality, stemmed from. And they did have it as part of their rituals and their practices because they were not followers of God. They were followers of Satan. They call themselves Luciferians, and it's no different today. And we still, we talked a little bit about the Romans and the Greeks. We talked about the Greeks. We talked about the Romans that are practicing in Catholicism and why they are so heavily involved in homosexuality. And one I didn't mention that um, I uh, kind of stepped off or stepped away from was also uh, in um, Islam. And so a lot of people don't even realize the history of Muhammad and the fact that he married a, 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 a young child, was what, nine years old? So when you're talking about marrying somebody who's nine years old, you're, again, you're talking about these same types of people who practice this sexual immorality as part of their religion. None of these religions uh, point to uh, of faith in God, righteousness, living right, and, and, uh, and eschewing evil and staying away from sexual immorality. Our book, our Bible, who the same, uh, the same thing is said to the Muslims or the uh, nation of Islam, the people who are uh, practice Islam, they are told for any of those things that they don't understand to seek the book. And that book that they're talking about is the Bible. So it is also their primary book to go to when they're in doubt. However, when we let these false prophets and these false teachers come up, we end up getting a diff- something different uh, from what the Word of God says when that's supposed to be our clue that they are not truly followers or, or, or workers for God. They don't work for the kingdom, and we need to identify those things. And when we identify, then we need to read and know the, word, the truth for ourselves, what is in the word of God, and follow after a faith that aligns itself, again, with the word of God. And so I did make that, make that known in talking about that, uh, the, the whole thing about us uh, refraining from uh, setting ourselves uh, or aligning ourselves with any political party that I said that we're supposed to be voting righteousness. So I did say righteousness in the word of God in that exchange. So I just want to make that clear. Um, The last thing is, in that ancient civilization, if I could conclude on that, genocide. What is is it? What are they really after? Why are all of these things being pushed on us? I need for every person who has been convinced that they are a homosexual and that's what God wants them to be, to understand this. If you have a group of people who know that you are the people of God, they need to get rid of you in order to make this earth look fit for their father, the devil. The only way they're going to get across all of the things in their agenda, every one of them being wicked and evil, is for them to get rid of you. So when we talk about uh, eugenics, 
Eugenics is a fake religion, I'm sorry, a fake science that uh, this is kind of where Seth comes in. Uh, Seth talks and knows more about uh, this issue probably more than I do. But if you're going to talk about white supremacy, this is where I would focus in on white supremacy is that it's a hidden agenda to get rid of the people of the Bible, the people of the book. There is no other agenda going on against any other group of people other than the people of the book. And so we've got to realize that eugenics, we have said over and over again that, you know, there was a science that was going on that was being spread by the same group of people, even some of our Supreme Court justices, right, were eugenicists. Every one of our so-called leadership now that's on this global stage you have these people like Mike Bloomberg, Ted Turner, right? Uh, Tom Steyer, uh, uh, the Gates, uh, Bill Gates' father, right? He was one of the biggest proponents and on the board and helped to formulate uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, right? So we have to understand what this stuff is all about. What is the push for homosexuality really all about? Now, they may look at it as genesis. They try to pass it off as genesis, but what it really, uh, eugenics is uh, genocide. It really is an attempted genocide. And because they cannot openly murder us all, they have to find ways to convince us to murder ourselves, to commit suicide. So when you believe and trust everything that they tell you and say to you, you will find yourself doing what they tell you to say because you trust them so much. So whether it's the media, and I heard someone say, we wouldn't know anything if, we, if CNN didn't tell us, and I'm, just, I'm scratching my head. I'm scratching my head. You trust CNN to tell you what you need to know mm. and not the Holy Spirit? This is somebody who was in church, who was in church every time the doors open. So that was a scary moment for me because if millions and millions of people believe that they can trust this world system, this world system that is anti-Christ and has no other target but the people of the book, we have to understand that it is genocide. So what do they push on us? Abortion. What does abortion do? Kill our babies before they are born. What is that supposed to do? Stop our population growth and eventually kill us off if we believe that. Now, you may not believe that every single one of these things that we're talking about leads to this genocide. All the current events we'll probably be talking about in the next the, the, the time to come will, be, will lead back to this genocide. Homosexuality is another way that they use, uh, another uh, strategy that they use to commit genocide. Children cannot be born in homosexual relationships. So when you know that you've been tricked and fooled to believe that this is something that makes you happy, this is the way God made you, you cannot change, you have to stay that way. And then they put a bully of a group of people behind them to push it. And if you say anybody that says anything different, off with their heads. They deserve to be arrested. They deserve to be silenced because those individuals who are in leadership in this new world order has a goal of genocide 
not just for black people, but for people of the book. We've got to understand what is really going on, who they are targeting, and why. It's all genocide. The use of drugs, why would they pour drugs into your community so that you will use enough drugs to kill yourself? Why would they invent diseases, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, and then convince you to have all the sex you can with anybody? They've got women walking around bragging about, well, if it's good for the man, if the men can go out there and be with whoever they, then the women can too. So you're telling me that if men, it's okay for a man to be a whore, that you should go out there and be a whore. Now, who thinks like that logically? Surely the Holy Spirit is not with the person who would fall for that lie. So we've got to understand the target, right, that the, that the goal is genocide, and that homosexuality, abortion, feminism, higher education, pursuing your dreams, not getting married, all of these things are part of a genocidal plan against the people of God. Pastor homosexuality Kavani, is no different. Yes. I think that is brilliant what you just said. I really hope everybody heard what you just said. I almost want you to repeat it, but I know you probably don't. you got other things to say. But I just want to interject really quickly. And I'd like for you to add to this, if you could just make a note. What, you said we're the target. I know people listen and say, but why us? Why us? I just want to say this. I agree with you 1,000%. I do think we are the target. And the only way people are going to understand how we are the target it's not just because we're black, because Africans are black. There's other people considered black. They're not after them like that. Why African-Americans? And it's really not just African-Americans because Israel is scattered throughout the four corners. But really quickly, brothers, and I'm going to try to do less than a minute. The Father has a covenant, an everlasting covenant that he swore to our forefather Abraham certain things that he would do. We are marked people. One of the callings of Israel is to lead the nations to a pure form of worship. It's on us. It's a mandate on our life. If we're destroyed, that means our history is destroyed. There are people in high positions that know exactly who we are. We may not believe it. And I, I can't go into it. I'm going to let it's just, uh, uh, Cassandra want to go into it. That's up to her, Brother Ronnie. But we'll talk about it more in, the, in shows to come. Why us? We have been talking about probably hundreds of shows. But I'm just saying, brothers and sisters, it won't make sense until you understand we're Israelites. Because otherwise, you, we just black people... You're not going to get it like, well, why are they messing with us? We are chosen people, and it's chosen not just to go through hell, but we only go through hell because we're not fulfilling what we're called to do. Our chief, is, our chief responsibility is to first walk with the most high ourselves and obey him. But the second, the second thing is to lead the nations back to him. Go ahead, sister. All right. Um, well, why um, us? And I'm just going to answer that very simply. 
when I say us, it's no longer just African Americans. It's believers in Christ. Absolutely. Because the one thing, the, the, the great equalizer was Christ. Now, all the religions of the world have been tainted. They have been tainted, including Judaism. We could not go back to a pure form of Judaism. And even the Jews, uh, that uh, a lot of them have aligned themselves with the Roman Catholics, with the, the, uh, the Islamic faith, and all of them have aligned themselves into this global religion. We knew that world religion was coming, and we knew why it was coming. And even the people of God who know that are still aligning themselves with churches who have joined forces with them. So, you know, you have to stop and ask your question. You are idolizing a church and a person that is in a pulpit more than you are listening to the warnings of God. And so why us? Because in the end, everything is going to be delivered into our hands. So it's about the believers now. Now, majority of us should have come over to Christ by now. Now what you have, and I think that this is a problem within uh, 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 the Hebrew Israelite society, sectioning or uh, sectioning themselves off or partitioning themselves off is that God reveals to every group a portion of the truth. And when they get the portion of the truth, we talked about this in a previous show, they go off and segment themselves out of the whole based on this one item that God may have revealed to them. Right? Absolutely. So, you know, more the more I look at the uh, the um uh, the Jehovah Witnesses and why they don't celebrate holidays. I started thinking, I'm like, I don't think we should be celebrating holidays. The more I started to look and I said, well, I'm thinking that they must be right. And so, but until you think about that, but why did they segment themselves off? Because Satan then took a hold of it and and had them, rather than the church accepting a truth as a into the whole church, they segmented themselves off. And so we've been partitioned in all of these different ways, and we're so segmented that we can never unite to do anything together. The enemy is together. Satan has, is together in everything that they do. And so Satan's goal is to separate the church. We've got to put all those differences aside and come together. That's the only unity that God really talks about. God, God doesn't tell us to come back into unity because of skin color. Our cultures, our faith, I mean, uh, or, or certain organizations or groups that we segment off into. The only unity he wants us to have is unity in Christ. And so those individuals are also targets. They're targets. Everybody who believes and follows Christ are targets. And if the ones who truly follow Christ and are not part of an apostate church listening to an apostate message will never believe or support any sin. And especially not homosexuality, because homosexuality is a death style. Not all sin leads unto death. That particular sin leads unto death. It leads unto death because there's no way for you to continue on in that lifestyle. So understand that the the goal is to stop you from procreating, to stop you from multiplying, and eventually so that you have no numbers at all, and you end up just like those ancient civilizations that fizzed that out because even when they tried to make the people do the right thing, they had put so much sin in that they changed the entire nature of men and women in those nations. 
So we've got to understand that. So when you look at it from that point of view and not from an emotional point of view, you will change your behavior. That's first and foremost. So we do have to, in part of Arlene's question, we have to share the truth with them. We have to share the, uh, the history with them. The history of, according to the Bible, also lines up with the Roman and Greek history that was captured by Josephus. Right? He was the one. When you look at the movie 300, remember, they always, in war, they always allowed one man to live, and that was always the historian, so someone could come back or go back to tell the story of what happened. And so that's when, when, when the, uh, the word of God and the word or the history of the nations themselves line up, then we should be able to know that that's the truth because people have turned a... Uh, turned so many people, it's the enemy that's turning people away from the word of God and trying to punch holes in it and do, it, and do everything they can to, to, to tear it down and to destroy it. But God's word will never be destroyed. It will always stand. And so that's why we have to look at it in this way and understand why we are the target. Every believer that stands on the word of God is a threat because the enemy has no hold on us and cannot rule over us. We belong to another kingdom, and the enemy knows that. So we are dangerous when we are followers of Christ and we know who we are and we know the power that we have and we know that we're citizens of heaven. And as ambassadors, guess what? Your nation can't tell an ambassador what to do. They have diplomatic immunity. And so what do we have? Diplomatic immunity. Amen. And so that's the thing that we have to remember concerning that. So as to go into part two and to not make this too long, is part two is just what Arlene, Arlene was asking about, uh, having a heart for the lost. So what do we do? How do we approach homosexuals? How do we talk to them? First and foremost, we need to establish relationships with them. There's nothing wrong with establishing relationships with them. One of the stories I wanted to tell you was about a man who was on a job. He was an older man in like his 60s, right? And he was on this job where um, this woman came into work and she was a lesbian. And so she found out that he was a Christian. And so every morning he would come in and he would talk with her. He would say, good morning, how are you today, and everything. And she was really standoffish. She was really ugly and nasty to him. She didn't have anything to say to him because they have been convinced that Christians hate them and that Christians uh, want to prevent them from having something that they are deserving of or, you know, or don't want them to have their rights and all of these different things. We didn't wage that war. Satan created that war between Christians and homosexuals. There was no war. I'm like, you, who pulled us into a war? But that's exactly what happened. And so you have people um, who believe that Christians hate them. And so when this man was speaking every morning, you know, he came to find out that she uh, uh, liked a certain coffee. And so when she, he would come and see her in the break room in the morning, he would come and sit down with her, you know, or say, well, can I sit down? And she would, he would, she would say, oh, I don't care, it's a free country, you know, just really cynical type of uh, responses. And he would sit down anyway and try to have a conversation with her. You know, uh, what are you doing? 
uh, you know, what did you do this weekend? How was your weekend? You know, what did you do? And, you know, he said that she would tell him all about This was actually the woman telling the story when I heard the story. And she said, you know, I really didn't want to tell him that, but I, what I would do is tell him uh, the most egregious thing that I thought that he would find uh, uh, so egregious that he wouldn't come back and talk to me anymore, like all of my sexual escapades and all of these type of things. So she was really trying to stop him from talking to her. And so, but she said, but he wouldn't give up. He just kept coming back and said eventually, you know, she was having some other issues in her life. And finally, you know, well, you're a Christian. She started asking him things about, you know, what happens when you have these type of issues in your life? What do you do? What do Christians do? So she started talking to him. (laughs) And so eventually what she said was this man was relentlessly pursuing her as a friend. He was pursuing her as a friend. So finally, she had broken up uh, with this woman in a long-term relationship, and she was heartbroken and everything. And I know, just like that man knew, at that time is the best time to approach them. Because when you're in the midst of it, it's just like uh, uh, young people living together. And you go to church and you find out, I shouldn't be shacking up. I shouldn't be living together. But you're already there. You signed a lease. How do I get out of it? You know, I can't get out of it right away. But that's why God shows us so much grace and mercy. He gives you time, a way of escape. And so it was a perfect timing when she broke up, and he didn't ask the question. She did. And so he told her all about the situation. He told her the righteousness of God. He told her how God meant for us to be with one person for a lifetime. And these things didn't happen when we do things God, God's way, or they shouldn't happen when we do things God's way. And so, you know, he, he explained to her about marriage and marriage between a man and a woman and how it robbed her of an opportunity, you know, to have children. Had she ever thought about having children? She said she wanted children. Most gay people do want children. Well, that's an innate desire that God has put in them, to want and desire children. And that brings me to another story. You know, with that particular story, she came out of that lifestyle because of this man. And so that's how we know that if you can get to a point where people are not angry, people will listen. And if you can get people to listen, then guess what? You can change hearts and minds if they're willing to listen. But you have to earn their respect a lot of the time in getting them to listen. That's the hard part. But when they get to a place of suffering and are hurt, that's when they will. Second quick story. There's a gentleman uh, that I used to sing in a choir with, and uh, he was in a homosexual relationship. And uh, parents were pastors and everything. And so it was really difficult to listen to him talk about this. He had a strong desire to have a child. He always told me, he says, I'm going to be a father. I'm going to be a great father. I'm going to have a daughter, and her name is going to be. And he just had this whole thing about being a father. And so eventually, you know, one of these days I just stopped and I said, well, you know there's an easier way to do that, right? And he says, what? I said, you could go back to your original nature and marry a woman who you can love and respect and do it God's way, and you can have a baby without much effort at all. The Bible says we do things that are not expedient when we are sinners. So you mean to tell me that it makes sense for two people who 
are, 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 are attracted to each other sexually to marry, when marriage is reserved for the, for the purpose of raising a family, children, right, that you would go into this lifestyle knowing that you have these natural, innate desires to procreate, that you would choose this lifestyle and then go out and uh, pick a surrogate to, to, to impregnate or to have, give your sperm to and all of these other things when the easy way is to do it God's way, which there takes no effort. The Bible tells us that we will do things that are not expedient. And so all things are permissible, but they're not all expedient. And so when we realize that, I have to say this to this young man. I don't know what his lifestyle is right now, but now when I see him on Facebook, he doesn't carry himself like a homosexual anymore. I really believe he's come out of that lifestyle. And he is still young enough to get married and have that daughter that he wanted to have. And so, but the thing was, he was my friend. I never said anything about, I always said that I would never say anything to a homosexual about their lifestyle unless they ask. And that's why you have to make yourself available to them, right, in order for them to ask you. And what I'm not going to do as a believer in Christ is tell them a lie. What I'm not going to do is feed into their emotions because emotions can destroy us. What I want to do is target in on where they're coming from and how they got there. So I have had situations where people have come to me and they want to talk to me. They confront me about my belief that homosexuality is a sin and that we should not go down that road and that people were not born that way, right? That behaviors, you're not born with behaviors, you learn behaviors. And so what I have done, and if you understand that majority So many people in our community, in our culture, have been abused as children. So many have been abused. And so when Arlene was saying what she was saying and the question she was asking, we need to start there because so many children are still being abused today. And there are people like George Soros who funds organizations like NAMBLA, which is North American uh, North American Association for Man-Boy Lovers. That is pedophilia. He promotes pedophilia because he is a part of that cult that practices those things. And so it's like the worst sin that they can do, the more egregious the sin is, the more they feel like they please their father, the devil. And we've got to understand that these things are out there. So they have a slogan that says, sex before eight, before it's too late, because they know that if the child learns righteousness first, that they're not going to go in that direction. It's very unlikely that they will be molested and not tell and that they will not be able to uh, understand the word of God and to obey it. And so anybody who has a slogan talking about sex with children before the age of eight, we need to be questioning And yet, these people do govern the Democrat Party. Now, that's where we see a lot of it, but at the same time, I'm not going to deny that they don't exist in both parties. Why? Guys, we're talking about Freemasonry and Illuminati. All of that stemmed out of these same organizations. They stem out of uh, the Greeks and all of these other. There's a different, there are different organizations for those who have been in education, for those who are in business, for those who are in 
uh, entertainment, sports and entertainment. They're calling it Illuminati, and now they merge together to call them the Illuminati, Freemason Illuminati. So we've got to understand that those uh, groups and organizations are out there, and they all promote the same thing. And when you have some that are not, you've got to be careful as well, because when you look at that six-pointed star, Right, the thing that they're calling the Star of David, which does not represent the Jewish community, one of those triangles point upward. Those people pretend to be angels of light, so they pretend to be Christians, right? And then you have the other arrow or the other, uh, it would be an arrowhead, but it's the triangle that's pointing downward. They would be the darkness. So some are darkness, and you know that they're darkness, but there are others who have infiltrated uh, and, and pretend to be angels of light. And so they're both pushing the same thing, and that's why we have ministers that are pushing and promoting homosexuality at the same time. But what we should be doing is having these conversations with homosexuals and say, you know, if you come from a place of tenderness and ask about what happened to you as a child, tell me about your childhood. Were you ever molested? Right? What happened to you? How did you get into? Because we can clearly see the grooming that goes on today. We can clearly see, right, that they target children. We can clearly see that they can't, they cannot reproduce themselves. They think that they're born that way, but if they were born that way, they'd be able to reproduce themselves. But they don't. What they have to do is convince people. They have to uh, what's the recruit. recruit. They have to recruit other members into their cult. Yeah. Or if the word ever gets out, the truth gets out, and the people start to change and turn away from homosexuality, homosexuality dies. That's why there's such a force to not talk about it. But if you can talk to a homosexual and convince them of when this thing started, and that it was a wrong thing that happened to them from the beginning, that there is another way and there's a way out. And if they are truly honest with themselves, as I heard this young man that came out of uh, homosexuality, and David Lynn is a a well-known evangelist out of Canada, and he's all over YouTube, and you guys can go watch some of his stuff. He will talk with these people. There's a member in his church of a guy who is an ex a uh, gay man uh, who was also a, uh, what do you call it, a cross-dresser, okay? I don't know what they call him today, but that's what he was. And so he came out of the lifestyle, and when they were out street preaching, it's good to have an individual who has come out of the lifestyle and that you don't know about. And when a homosexual came up and started to talk to him, he was very nasty to the pastor. Oh, he was very aggressive cursing at him and everything because of the truth that he was telling. So the gay, the ex-gay guy came up and he said, I'll take it from here, Pastor. And when he said some of the most egregious things that we don't know about the lifestyle, it really pierced that guy. One of the things he talked about, and uh, you guys, you know, just prepare your stomach for things like this, but I have to tell you the way he told it because it changed that man. And he backed down. And I don't think that man is going forward with uh, homosexuality from here on out. Because the man said to him, he says, the smell that you get 
every time you have an encounter is what? He says, you know that that can't be right. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. And everybody else was repulsed by that. But at the same time, it shut that other man up because he knew it was true. He said, what, you're not saying anything because you know what I'm saying is true. So now that this man had the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit knew just what to say to this individual to convict him, to convict him that there was nothing fun, nothing exciting, nothing good about that lifestyle other than perversion. And so when that man pointed that out, the man had nothing else to say. So what we have to do, according to what Pastor was, Pastor Ronnie was just saying, there are some people who have been hurt, they were abused, and everything else, and we know that we have to approach those individuals tenderly. And I believe that there's a certain group of people that God has to minister to those individuals. Amen. Right? And then when you talk about the Jew person, right? So I believe that God has set aside a remnant of people who have to be strong with some people. For what reason? Because if sin can be unto death, if you're near death or you're on your last leg and you're about to die or you are so far into this thing, there's no other way that somebody has to snatch you out of the fire. That will be the individual like this man who had come out of the lifestyle who confronted the other man for attacking the pastor. He knew just what to say to that man to silence him. Because these are the things that we don't know about that lifestyle. And I was just, I was, I was floored and appalled, but at the same time I said he knew just what to say. How did he know what to say? He's full of the Holy Ghost. And so that's the thing about it. So when we get deep down into it and when we're dealing with these people who have been abused as children, we've got to ask them about their childhood. We have to know that not, I would say that 98% of them have been abused as children. That's right. And the other few percent are just going with the flow, whatever. They want the attention, and they can see all the attention is being given to homosexuals right now, and some are just doing it for attention. That is true. And the media uh, praises and promotes any athlete that comes out as homosexual. Oh, he came out. She came out. Why are they promoting that? Now they're making you special if you come out. And so we've got to understand what is going on there and make sure that we understand. If you watch the movie Audacity, there's a movie out there by, by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Banana Man. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But go out uh, to YouTube and look for a movie called Audacity. Audacity is about just that. Ray Comfort did this movie called Audacity, and it's about a young man who God was impressing upon him to speak to the homosexuals and teaching him how to minister and to evangelize them. And so it was so interesting to see how this movie played out. It was such a good movie. And you will see the circumstances that brought him to a point where he was able to minister to this gay couple. And it was very, very interesting. So go ahead, uh, Seth, you have something to say? Well, I was just going to say as good as this is, we're going to have to wrap up, but I didn't want to stop you. I didn't want to stop you, my sister. So I think what we should do, out of respect for for this 
anointing that's on you is do a part two. If you're willing to just tell the people now to tune in next week and we can pick up or we can even switch and talk about another um, current event because um, this definitely is current. This this is something we definitely have spiritual warfare in. But we got to wrap it up, and I just wanted to, didn't want to really cut you off because it was so good, and then you even gave the movie, and just really enjoyed all of it. You and, you and Brother Ronnie, both of y'all have really, really done this topic justice. I'm sure y'all can hear the love. I'm sure the public can hear the love. I'm sure the public can hear the scriptures. I'm sure the public can hear the instruction out of this lifestyle. So what I'd like for you to do is offer prayer. You are Pastor Ronnie, doesn't matter who. And then we're going to go out with a song. But before you do that, just give me about a minute or two, because uh, I, I want you to wrap up. I just want to give you a heads up, but wrap up what you're doing, and then Pastor Ronnie, if he wants to do the, uh, give us a final, and then I would like for you to pray, if that's okay. Well, I'm at the end. As a matter of fact, the movie Audacity was the last thing that I had to discuss. So we made it to the end. So I, okay. I believe that we put everything in there. So the only thing would be left is if there's any questions about this topic, uh, the next time we meet, uh, make sure that, you know, anybody who wants to ask questions are able to ask questions about anything that happened on this week uh, is fine with us. And from that, Pastor Ronnie can can pray us out. Yes, and and, and just piggybacking off us, uh, Pastor Cassandra, anybody on the phone line with questions or comments, now will be the time you have a quick, we'll give a, take a quick little question from you. Uh, and I'm watching the phone lines, but uh, go ahead, Pastor Ron, and I'll let y'all know if we have a question. Well, I just want to basically give you a scripture that uh, deals with each and every one of these uh, scenarios, and it's it, and it's a scripture that uh, is it, basically a general scripture for basically the, the body of Christ, who those who who stay in their word, and it's in Luke four eighteen. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released. And that's dealing with the brokenhearted. The people who are brokenhearted fall into this category a whole lot because they've been molested in, in things in their younger age. But uh, Luke 4.18, and I'll finish reading that, and I'm reading it out of the, uh, the, N, the, uh, the NLT. And it says, and uh, to, to uh, release that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and yes. that the time of the Lord, hallelujah, favor will come upon us. So we have to look at those things, the brokenhearted. People have been brokenhearted, and that's what we're dealing with now into this day right now, that the brokenhearted needs to be delivered. Because he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to go out and deliver those who have been bound, those who are in prison, those who are blind, just not blind in their eyes, but blind in their, in their spirit. Because the, the word says that, oh, we come against the enemy who has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. So we have to reveal the light, hallelujah, into their dark realms. So, Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord, and we just pray right now that in the name of Jesus that your word will fall upon good ground. We break the power of the enemy over anybody who is being bound and hindered by these demonic spirits. 
So, Lord, have your way with those, Lord God, who are crying out, Lord God, on the inner in on the inside, and we thank you, Lord God, that they will be, be re- that they will be revealed to a believer who will handle them with kid gloves, Lord God, and walk in love. So we thank you for that, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise Yahweh Israel. Listen, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra, that was beautiful. And again, I think the listeners heard the love and the uh, scholarly presentation. All right? So I want to go ahead and wrap up this time, but I do want to ask you all a question on the air. Are you able to come on Sunday with a part two to spiritual warfare at current events? Um, on another topic, because we have completed uh, the topic of homosexuality. So if exactly. we are yep. um, needed to in another topic, that would be wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we say spiritual warfare in current events. We name a particular topic. Um, so, brothers and sisters, that's um, that's it. You just heard from them. They'll be on next week. Again, speaking on the topic, spiritual warfare in current events. And so I want to go ahead and close that with the McCrays. I thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. really appreciate your labor of love tonight. Pastor Ronnie. And, well, God bless you, brother. Okay. Well, again, I really did appreciate it, and more importantly, I think it's it's what the word, what the Father have to say on this matter, y'all. I'm not saying they're the Father, but like that. I'm just saying I just think that I listened attentively, and at least it's from my conviction and my understanding and my knowledge of this topic. I think they were spot on. The Father just wants us whole, y'all. That's all there is to it. So I'm going to um, uh, mute the McCrays and go ahead with a nice, um, I shouldn't say nice, more importantly, powerful song to kind of wrap up what we're trying to tell y'all tonight. All right? So next week, part two, spiritual warfare in current events. All right, with the with uh, Pastor Ronnie and Pastor Cassandra McCray. I really enjoyed them tonight. I love every single one of you, and there is nothing you can do about it. Remember, on Tuesday, I'll be back sharing or talking about the book, the upcoming book. Yes, we will be talking about um, white supremacy, uh, this idolatry that has saturated our planet, really, and how the Father is a jealous Elohim. He's a jealous God. He does not want to share his glory. So those of us that worship the might of white people, um, he does not, he's not having it. And some of us are practicing and don't know it. That's why we call it a giant, because many of us are practicing it. But there is life. There is uh, interpretation of everything outside of the American way of looking at things. And I think there's some wholesome ways to look at everything outside of what the people are saying in the U.S. So we have to find the most highest way and follow his way, because this culture is killing us as a, a species, this culture of white supremacy. It's subtle, brothers and sisters. And so I think I have a mandate in my life to reveal it and to help encourage others to walk away and to, again, present a pure form of worship to the nations. And then on Thursday, we have a surprise show for you on Thursday. Tune in. Stay tuned to hear what that's going to be about. Good night.
the other day, a young man came up to me and said, Reverend, I really don't want to sound like an eternal pessimist, but I really feel like I'm at the dead end of the road right now. Everything I undertake to do becomes a failure. I try to treat everybody right and I do all that I can to live right, but it seems like I just have a hard time even making ends meet. And I said to the young man, I said, you sound like a good man. But I wanted to know from him, had he really given his problems and concerns, had he really turned it over to Jesus. I wondered, had he really had some sincere prayer? And so what I said to him was, you long for sweet peace. And for faith, and for faith to, increase. to increase. And I know you've been sincere. And you've earnestly and fervently you prayed. But I wanted the young man to know that you just cannot have that. Or be perfectly blessed. Or be perfectly blessed. None of that can happen until all everything right there on the altar. It's got to be there. Come on and help me say, Why is y'all on the altar?
you give it to him. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Give it all to him. Your body, your mind, and your soul. Oh, I just wish I could convince the listeners here tonight that you gotta give him all. Lay it at the house. You can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.